Hello and welcome to the Learn English Football Podcast with me, your host, Tom. Hi, Tom. And Tim. Hi, Tim. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, very well. Uh, we've had an exciting last round of group games. That's right. A lot to talk about. And that's the plan for this episode of leftpod.com. We're going to talk about the group games of stage three and if there were any surprises. So first of all, Tim, I'm going to go straight into it and ask you about group A. In this group, Italy beat Wales 1-0 and Switzerland beat Turkey 3-1. Any surprises? Um, I don't think there were any big surprises in this group. Um, I suppose the, big, the biggest thing that you noticed looking at it was the perfect performance from Italy. Uh, they played really, really well, especially in the last game when they didn't need a win. They turned up and they, they, they produced a professional performance against Wales. Were they resting many players? Uh, they didn't rest as many as I thought they were going to rest, but they rested a few. Um, but they still had the, the big players. Uh, they, I noticed they still had Verratti. Um, but they, they rested uh, Immobile up front um, and, and they played well. They played well. I mean, Wales didn't need to win, um, but there was a position where Wales could have could have come third in the group. So Wales needed something. Um, and, and and it was a professional performance from Italy. Uh, Wales weren't, simply weren't good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing in the group, I suppose, is the disappointing result of Turkey. Terrible. Turkey played three, lost three. Yes. But I have to say I was satisfied because my dark horse, Switzerland, they qualified and uh, I'm happy because that prediction has come true so far. Yeah, I think, um, I think the first game they didn't play well, but after that they've, um, they've performed as you expected. So yeah, it was a good prediction in the end. Let's move on to Group B. In this group, Finland played Belgium and Belgium won 2-0. And Russia played Denmark, and Denmark won four-one. Any surprises? Well, I must. Uh, I have to um, to hold my hands up, and to hold your hands up it means to accept you've made a mistake. I have to hold my hands up and admit that uh, that Denmark performed much better. I didn't think they were going to recover from the emotional trauma of the Christian Eriksen situation. Yes, I remember our conversation before that game, and I felt differently. I felt that the, the commentators and the footballing world were over-exaggerating. They were, by over-exaggerating, I mean they were giving too much emphasis to this problem of Christian Eriksen's indust- uh, injury and how this would affect the Danish team. Actually, the Danish team are very strong and perhaps even more united now uh, since this tragic episode happened yeah now i think um i think as you say maybe they used the incident in their last game to unite them more um but let's move on to group c tom because i can see you're very happy that you're right and i don't want you to be too happy for too long (laughs) yes i think you're going to talk about ukraine and austria aren't you yes i think i am what happened there yes i must admit, I overestimated the quality of the Ukrainian team. They played Austria and they lost 1-0 or 1-0. And I think the Austrians just had a little bit too much good quality. Players like David Alaba and Marko Arnautovic, uh, Sarbica, who's an excellent midfield player on his day. 
they were all a little bit too powerful for the Ukrainians. So I was wrong there. Uh, but yeah. what about, yes, well, the other big thing I think is, is the performance of, of Holland and Gigi Wijnaldum. I think he's been brilliant. He's dominated the midfield play for all, all, all of the games that Holland have played. Um, it's been brilliant. Is it true he has a more attacking role than in this Dutch team than he has at Liverpool? Definitely a more attacking role and, and just more responsibility. In, in Liverpool, he seems to be part of a bigger mechanism. But uh, for Holland, he is the go-to man. The defensive midfielder looks for him. The defence looks for him. The play goes through him. I think he wants more responsibility and he's given it. And I think the role suits him. So there was no surprise that Netherlands beat North Macedonia 3-0? No, I don't think so, unfortunately. Uh, although North Macedonia started the tournament well, um, they, uh, they deserve to be beaten. Mm. Moving on to Group D, which of course is uh, big for us, Tom, because it was uh, England's group. Um, did you find that there were any surprises there? No, I, I felt England probably would beat the Czech Republic at home, playing at Wembley, of course, because the last time they played there, they won 5-0 against the Czech Republic. Uh, I'm a little disappointed with the goal output from England. We've had two goals in three games so far. On the plus side, we haven't conceded any. We've, we've kept three clean sheets for the first time in European Championship history for us. So, so I tip my hat, meaning I give credit, give my respect to the defensive coach and, and Gareth Southgate, of course. We're looking strong in defence. I think um, it's better to have a strong defence. I think it's easier to add goals than it is to, to in the middle of a tournament, learn how to defend tactically or, or, or in a very kind of team way. So... I, I think I'm not so worried about the goals. I think uh, we've got some great attacking players and with a bit of time over the games, as you've said before, momentum can build through the tournament. Mm. I'm not too worried about this point at this point. I think Harry Kane is going to score goals. And when he gets his first, I think the floodgates will open. When the floodgates open, it means like one thing happens and then a lot of things happen. So we um, use that expression to say once he gets his first goal, we expect him to score many more. Exactly, yes. exactly. The floodgates will open. I like it. Uh, let's talk about Croatia-Scotland. The result of this one was 3-1 to Croatia. Were you surprised? I wasn't surprised. I think um, Scotland played a great game against England, but I also think that the competition, the rivalry between England and Scotland maybe made the teams more level in, in ability. But once you take that rivalry away between Scotland and Croatia, there is a big gap in quality mm -hmm. and, and the quality was the difference. Yes, I believe Modric scored one of the goals. So talking of quality, it's hard to, to look further than Modric. And, and it was a beautiful goal. It was outside of the boot, from outside the area, curling it into the, to the top corner. Uh, it reminded me of uh, Pavel Nedved, actually. Mm -hmm. It was a great goal. Um, and it was just too much for Scotland. Um, let's not forget that Scotland have never qualified from a group stage in any competition in their history. So if they had left, uh, managed to, to get out of the group, it would have been a surprise. Mm -hmm. It would have been history. It exactly. Would have made history. It would have made history. I see. So no real surprises so far. Let's move on to Group E. Now in this group we had Sweden playing Poland and the Swedes won the game 3-2 
And we also had Slovakia playing Spain, and Spain won that game convincingly, 5-0. Let's start by talking about the Spain match, because it was an interesting match. Um, although it was 5-0 at the end, people weren't so confident after 30 or 40 minutes. Uh, Spain had missed a penalty, more specifically, Morata missed a penalty, unsurprisingly. Um, the only surprise was that uh, they let him take the penalty in the first place. Mm -hmm. And also the first goal was incredibly lucky. Um, I don't know what the goalkeeper was doing. It was one of the worst goalkeeping errors I've seen in years. If I may describe it, I saw the highlights and I believe that a shot deflected up and was coming down on the goal line. The goalkeeper needed to jump up and just tip the ball over the crossbar. Yeah, a small push over the crossbar, yeah. But he totally mistimed his jump, and instead of pushing the ball over the crossbar, he pushed the ball under the crossbar. We call, do we call that a schoolboy error? A schoolboy error, a howler. <laughs> yes. Lots of words to describe yes. what he did. But it was just what Spain needed, because in the first two games, I don't think their performance has been too bad. The problem has been putting the ball in the goal. And again, the floodgates opened for Spain yesterday and they, they won 5-0 when Morata came off. Uh, they started to look a lot more dangerous. It, it was a brilliant performance. And I think that Spain will, will be considered one of the favourites for the competition now. Nobody will want to play Spain anymore. Ah, very interesting. So yes, Spain have not been talked about much until this point. There's been a lot of talk of France, of course, and even England. But... And Italy, but you think Spain could be? I think so far there hasn't been one team. Um, so I think Spain are one of maybe five or six teams that can win. Sweden 3, Poland 2. What were your thoughts? Well, it looked a lot closer than it was because in fact Sweden were winning 2-0. Uh, the game was comfortable. Sweden were, pro Sweden were probably thinking that they'd already qualified. But when you have a player like Robert Lewandowski on the pitch, anything is possible. And he scored two fantastic goals in the second half. But again, Sweden's quality was too much. They were never in a position where they were, they, they were going out of the tournament. And with their, goals, uh, in the, in, with their goal in the last couple of minutes of the game, I think a fair result was, uh, was, what, was, was what happened, really. Because apart from Lewandowski... There isn't a lot of quality in that Poland side, and probably the best the best teams from the group are going to qualify. Yes, I'd agree. After Poland lost their first game to Slovakia, we can say the writing was on the wall. What does that mean? The writing was on the wall means the the signs were there. The worrying signs were there. That's right. It was a, yes a signal, an indication that Poland were probably not going to progress. Yeah, let's let's talk about the group of death, Tom. Group F. There were some big, big games last night. Um, I, although I was very tempted to watch Germany Hungary, I I watched France Portugal, and I was I was disappointed with with um, with the refereeing more than anything else. Why? I think that first goal, the penalty that was given to France. I, I don't understand what the point of VAR is if they're going to allow those kind of uh, decisions. The referee made a decision. For me, it was obviously a wrong decision. It got referred to the VAR 
and the VAR confirmed the referee's decision. I think, as a defender, Tom, I might have to retire from playing football <laughs> because if that's a foul, I think everything I do on the football pitch is a foul. I was really disappointed to see VAR back the referee mm -hmm. on that decision. I didn't watch the game, so I can't comment on that. I was watching the other game between Germany and Hungary, and talking about the group generally, it was a very dramatic evening last night where the rankings of the teams who could qualify and the teams who could be eliminated was changing regularly. Well, put it like this, Tom, as an example of, of just that point, England play the second uh, place team in Group F, and the team we could have played changed eight times over 90 minutes last night. Incredible. <laughs> That's a good statistic. Yes. <laughs> uh, not my statistic. Stolen from the radio, obviously. Uh -huh. But um, again, last night, Portugal, France, I didn't, I mean, the, the goal, uh, the second goal, France's second goal was beautiful. It was a pass from Pogba that was between three, three lines of defence and, and, and Benzema's movement was magical. But apart from that, I don't think France played well again. Mm -hmm. So I think f France haven't ha have qualified top of the group, but they haven't amazed me yet. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And in some ways, I think the best football played in Group F has been um, from, from Germany when they beat Portugal. Mm, yes, that was a very convincing victory in the end and actually a fantastic comeback because they were 1-0 down in that game. I have to give some credit to Hungary, though. This Hungary team was so close to qualifying. You look at their performance through the three games. They were holding Portugal nil-nil until the 85th minute, and then the floodgates opened. As, we, as you said before, Portugal scored three late goals. Then they drew 1-1 with the world champions, and then they were beating Germany for two-thirds of that game. Uh, and were looking very comfortable, defending very well, very organised. I know we exchanged a text message last night and we talked about who England would play and you said you wanted Hungary and I actually told you, I'm not so sure. I think this Hungary team could go very far in the tournament. Um, I was wrong on that one. <laughs> yeah. No, but you were nearly right. And I think we've got also got to remember that Hungary is possibly their best player. Um, I don't really know how to pronounce his name. I've been watching him a few years, mm -hmm. but I really like him. Uh, the guy from uh, from Leipzig. Was he the guy who scored the first goal? Uh, no, he's not playing in this oh. championships. He's injured. Uh, so I think that's a big loss to Hungary. Uh, Dominic Sobolowski-Lai. Uh -huh. uh, sorry about my Hungarian pronunciation. Mm -hmm. But I think he would have made a big difference. He's been fantastic in the Champions League this season. I'd also like to mention the first Hungary goal because it was a wonderful team move. It was a, a fairly quick transition, a counter-attack, and a diagonal cross came in from the right, and it was just beautifully timed uh, for a diving header by the striker and captain, Adam Zalai. I think that's how you pronounce it. It sounds like you need a Hungarian teacher. I think just, I do. Just as much as I do, <laughs> yeah. Tom. Uh, he, the, the connection was perfect, it was a diving header down past Neuer's left side, a brilliant goal, it was a ball across on a sixpence for him. When we say on a sixpence we mean the delivery, the cross was perfectly placed. It was perfectly precise, it was in exactly the right spot. Yes, so 
that's my thoughts on the Hungary game. Very unlucky. I thought Hungary deserved to qualify, and they probably wouldn't have. They probably would have done if they weren't in the group of death. Yeah, they definitely contributed. And what's interesting about this group is everybody thought that um, that how how the big teams played against each other would be definitive. But in fact, what decided the group was the results against Hungary, mm -hmm. um, which was interesting. France only got a draw. Um, and, and so, yeah, it was interesting. Hungary and Germany only got a draw as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, look, um, moving on, that's, I, we're, we're going to finish there for today. Uh, it's been a really interesting group stage uh, of the European Championships. I'm sure you'd agree, Tom. Sometimes in these tournaments you get some defensive, tactical football. But so far it's been goals, goals, goals. It's been brilliant mm -hmm. watching. Um, so, tomorrow we will be recording our preview for the last 16 stages. So, there's got lots, uh, lots more content coming out soon. Go to leftpod.com, that's L-E-F-P-O-D.com, to find all the podcasts, all the supporting materials. Um, there's lots of things to extend your learning. Before we finish, remember to tell a friend. The more listeners we have, the better. Uh, so, thanks, Tom. Thank you, Tim. Uh, it's been fantastic as always. See you next time.